Welcome to Alive. I'm Christina Redko. In the next two episodes, we'll have the honor to talk with an amazing systems thinker, Fridjof Capra. Fridjof is also one of my favorite professors ever. You can also take the Capra course that Fridjof offers online twice a year. Let's listen. I always had this dream of creating a global network of systemic thinkers and activists, and that's what I'm doing with the Capra course. I'm happy to tell you that we have got about 2,000 alumni now in 86 countries around the world, really on all the continents. Really wonderful. Fridjof, can you please tell me a little bit about the basic idea of the course, a systems view of life? Yes, I was trained as a physicist, and from my student days, I was very interested in the philosophy of modern physics, of quantum theory and relativity theory. I was very influenced by a book by Werner Heisenberg, which is now a classic. It's called Physics and Philosophy. In the 1960s, I discovered some striking parallels between modern physics and Eastern philosophy, the basic concepts of Hinduism, Buddhism, Taoism. So I wrote a book about this called The Tao of Physics, which is still my best-known book. And after this book was very successful and I was invited to give a lot of lectures and I met people from all walks of life who told me that a similar paradigm shift, a similar change of worldview that I described in this book uh, was now taking place in their field, in biology, mm -hmm. in medicine, in psychology, in anthropology, and so on. So I broadened my focus and went beyond physics and studied these other fields. And I soon discovered that the issues people were talking about in all these other fields all had to do with life. You talk about health or the economy or the natural environment or the management of organizations, politics. It all has to do with individual human beings, social systems and ecosystems. And so I shifted my focus and I left physics in the mid-80s and moved toward the life sciences. And since that time, for the last 30 or 40 years, I tried to create a synthesis of a new conception of life that uh, has been emerging at the forefront of science. And that's what I call the systems view of life, because it's based on systemic thinking in terms of relationships, in terms of patterns and context. So I published several books over the years as my synthesis evolved. And the definitive synthesis is published in a textbook called The Systems View of Life, which I wrote with my colleague Pierluigi Luisi. And something very interesting happened. We hoped, of course, that this book would be used as a textbook at various universities. And we encountered a big difficulty because the systems view is inherently multidisciplinary. So when you had a professor of economics, then she would tell me, well, I can't teach about the nature of consciousness. I'm an economist. Or you had a psychologist who said, I can't teach about evolution. I am a psychologist. 
So I wanted to put together a model course to show people how the essence of this book could be taught as an academic course. And that's how I created the Capra course. Friedrich, if you had to explain a system's view of life to our listeners, what would you say? Well, in a few words, I would say over the last 30 to 40 years, there has been a conceptual revolution in science, life sciences, with a new understanding of life emerging, which essentially is a conceptual shift or a shift of uh, perception from seeing the world as a machine to this understanding it as a network or as networks within networks. So that's the essential shift. And of course, we know today, everybody knows that networks are important in today's society. We all use social networks. We have all these social media. We live in social networks. And of course, not only digitally, we also live in social networks in our families, in our communities, and so on. In business, more and more companies are organized in terms of networks. And then we also have ecological networks, the ecosystems, food webs, and so on. We realize that in this complex world, the understanding of networks is critical. Now, everybody knows what a network is. A certain pattern of links, a certain pattern of relationships. And therefore, in order to understand networks, you need to be able to think in terms of relationships. And when you do that, you will discover that certain configurations of relationships occur again and again. And that's what we call a pattern. A pattern is a configuration of relationships. So we think in terms of relationships, in terms of patterns, in terms of context. And that's what systems thinking is about. Now, the theory of the systems view of life that I present in the course is quite complex and it takes me several lectures to really present the foundational concepts. But I can summarize it for you and I should tell you that this is something new that I'm not teaching in the course. It's something that I realized recently. I will summarize this understanding of life, the systemic understanding of life. I will identify four characteristics of life without any technical language. So, one, life organizes itself in networks. I've mentioned that already. Two, life is inherently regenerating. Three, life is inherently creative. And number four, living organisms interact cognitively with their environment. So this is very radical. This understanding of cognition says that every living organism, from the smallest bacterium on through the wide range of plants, animals, microorganisms, fungi, and so on, every living organism is involved in a process of cognition, the process of knowing. The interactions with the environment are cognitive interactions. So these four insights, networks, the regenerative nature, the creative nature, and the cognitive nature of life sort of summarize the system's view of life. That's so beautiful, Friedrich. 
I'm going to share something personal. I teach public health. Public health sees itself as multidisciplinary and that they have to use a lot of systems thinking. But I feel myself stuck because I see that they try to think in systems, but in a very mechanical way. Is there something that you can say about that? Systems thinking emerged in the 1920s, 1930s, 1940s. And those theories like general systems theory and cybernetics and so on, what I call the classical systems theories. And a lot of people teach those. And a lot of business consultants use those. And they talk about systems thinking in management and systems thinking in health and in, in various ways. But as you say, they are still quite mechanistic. They're not Cartesian mechanism, because cybernetics is more evolved than the machine metaphor of Descartes from the 17th century. But they still are mechanistic. And the concepts that I just mentioned, that life is continually regenerating, that interactions are cognitive, and that life is inherently creative, those are concepts that are based on a new kind of systems thinking, which I call advanced systems thinking, or to be fashionable, systems thinking 2.0, And this systems thinking 2.0 is based on the concept of complexity theory in the 1970s and 1980s. So that's quite different from what most other people talk about when they talk about systems thinking. Fritjof, isn't complexity theory also very mathematical? It is a mathematical theory, but it is a mathematical theory that made us discover concepts and ideas that are radically new, such as the creativity of life. Let me just go into this for a moment. We all know that living organisms are very stable. They can adapt to changing situations. For instance, I have a certain body temperature right now. I'm here in my office in Berkeley. And if I go outside, it may be very hot. But my body temperature will not change very much because the body adapts and it's flexible. So living systems maintain themselves in a very stable state, technically known as homeostasis. But every now and then, such a stable system will encounter a disturbance which is amplified and which leads to a state of instability, which can also be experienced as a state of crisis. And then the system may either break down or much more frequently break through to a new stable state. And this breaking through is known as emergence, the emergence of a new order, which emerges spontaneously. And this spontaneous emergence of a new order is recognized as one of the hallmarks of life. It is the dynamics of development, of evolution, of learning. And this is something that is not present in the classical systems theory. No novelty emerging in the cybernetic systems or in the other theories that people had. This is something new. And what it means is that life is inherently creative because the emergence of novelty can be seen the creation of novelty as life's creativity. And so... 
every living system is inherently creative, and that's something quite new. Life is creative. Living systems are creative. Don't miss our next episode where Fritjof Capra continues this conversation. Thank you for listening. Please share, subscribe, support, and rate the show and all those amazing things you do with podcasts. Just go to alivepodcast.net. Engage with Alive by recording your questions into pod inbox forward slash alive. This show celebrates the wonders of being alive.